This is episode 224. Anything is portable if you pick it up. Try try listening to this episode with a headphone splitter. <laughs> like it's 1995. It's, it's the tone control. <laughs> It's it's the it's that hour again. It's the tone control bringing you those hits. It's a in and you and your requests. Just call them in. The, and, uh, yes. Yep. I ran out of steam. Uh, hey there, hey there, Justin. Hey, how's it going? Long time, first time. <laughs> um, <laughs> how are you? Um, I'm all right. Uh, yeah, just just kicking along. I was just watching the uh, NASA thing. Like cool. moments before we're recording this episode, humanity smacked a thing into an asteroid on purpose. Rad. To see what happens. See if we can do it, I guess. And they did it, and they did it to within saw, accuracy of like 17 meters or something, which is pretty good. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I that's was watching it. Doctor Who, so kind same, of the same thing. Same thing, yeah, exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for science, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. <laughs> um... I am now like probably 95% over whatever sickness I have had. I've been right. sick for like a week and it's, we're doing better. I might still sound a little weird and apologies to everyone for when I inevitably start coughing, yeah. but <laughs> you'll be glad to know it's not COVID. I've taken four tests. They've all been negative and I just have a cold right. and I have not been sick in any capacity since before the pandemic, and this shit's weird. So yeah. <laughs> when your body kind of forgets how to be sick, it sucks. <laughs> and I can't really oh, tell if it's been particularly bad or if I just haven't been sick in like three years. So You just have very low tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So combined with like the sleep stuff with the baby and just like the ongoing yeah. like I'm really in the home stretch with grad school and just like, is it a weird stress manifestation? Is it an actual cold? Is it something else? Like, uh, what is it? You know, is it all yeah. of the above? Um, yeah. So it started as a sore throat and nobody wants to hear the details of my being sick, but, but it was like, up. <laughs> but <laughs> here we go. Here I had like, I hate, I hate it. Cause like, it just sucks. You know, like I lost my whole weekend just yeah. feeling crappy, not really wanting to do anything. And, I don't know. It's just, it sucks, man. I, and then you sit there on the couch and you're just like surviving, you know, and you're just sort of doing your thing. And, and, you know, intrusive thoughts come in like of all the tissues that I've blown into in the last, you know, week or whatever, how much mucus has my body made? <laughs> you know, like, like I'm curious. In, give it to me in fluid ounces. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we talking, is it like a pint? Or is it like a cup? I have no idea. Donating your bodily fluids. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, it feels like a lot, but I have no measurement. I have no way to know. And it's super gross. I'm fully aware of that, but this is the kind of thing. And, you know, I also, um, I had a little bit of a fever for like 
one night and it was stuff like looking at the dog, just chilling with the dog. How many hairs are on the dog? You know, things like that. I just kind of wonder sometimes how would I do the math on figuring out how many hairs are on my dog? Like, well, we'd have to break it down by like square inch of dog, right? And then right. like take a core there's, sample. There's some variance though, because not every totally. part of the dog has the same frequency. Same density. Of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like my dog's ass, high density. Yeah. The <laughs> right? tail feathers. With the, yeah. Yeah. But then like up near the collar, lower density. So but but greater length. Right, but I'm talking Sometimes. just the number of hairs, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it's been a weird few days. Yeah, it seems like and this, I'm finally cold, feeling, this cold is hitting you upstairs in the brain region. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I'm fine, though. It's It's been, <laughs> it just sucks. And I went back to work today, and I was off Friday, which is, I was off anyway, and it was a good thing I had the day off because I would have had to call out because it was just yeah. shitty. So now, like, I'm not, I have this thing of cough drops. I have... Yeah. Another friggin' 24 ounces of water. And That's to make up just, for all the mucus you lost. Right, just the, the gallons <laughs> of mucus. So, I don't know. I mean, if anybody knows the answer to that, I am curious. You know, just, <laughs> I went through a whole box of tissues, and I'm like, how much is in there, you know? It's yeah. super gross, but, like, you kind of, you got to wonder. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a closed system. I mean, it has to go somewhere. Yeah, it's it's my like, it's your body's <laughs> making it like that's that's something. Yep. So anyway, and then, then like Jack's <laughs> a little bit sick, and like, but he's not, but he is, and then he's got. Yeah. He had his first uh, round of shots today, mm-hmm. and he's not feeling so hot, and that sucks. And he had like lip ties, tongue ties, cheek ties, all taken care of. Not oh, feeling wow. great from that. Did so all he's the ties. like, yeah, oh, yeah, and they do it with a laser. So mm-hmm. like, it's it's just a whole thing. And he's he's had a rough few days. So hopefully by the end of this week, we'll all be in like tip top shape. Be, y'all be feeling fucking great. Yeah, fucking it's kind of awesome. nice they can get that all out of the way too together. Yeah, and then, and then he's got the like, well, you're gonna feel crappy anyway. You may as well not spread it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a whole thing, but um, yeah, you know man. that baby Tylenol is doing its job. Mm-hmm. Sleeping uh-huh. right now, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. right, that's right. So, oh, uh, and oh, sorry, one more thing. Yeah. I have to go into the office tomorrow. What, yeah, <laughs> what's an office? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you gonna know the first when time you get I, there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna walk into some buildings, hope I get it right. Hey, hello, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Derek. So, I mean, I've I'm sort of choosing to go in, but um, it's a uh, <laughs> that one got you, didn't it? <laughs> like that. So I'm just like all out of sorts. I keep kind of like my desk is backed up a little bit here to take my computer in and and do work in the office. For I'm only going in half a day because I like you know let's not get crazy. But <laughs> I got to wake up early tomorrow and I have to shower in the morning and like get mm-hmm. all my shit together and you know <laughs> bring like everything I need, which is so weird to think about. I have to pack to go to work and. I'm just yeah. really out of that habit. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, that's a big, you know, so uh, this is the actually dovetails very nicely into the, the thing that happened over here today is uh, wife found out that her yoga instructor has COVID. Ugh. Whom she saw yesterday at Ugh, yoga class. Okay. And she's like, it's a big room, but like, and and she's like, 
whatever. Nobody nobody listens to the show. I I shouldn't talk. So there's some sometimes I I like go, oh man, should oh, I be yeah, saying yeah. this about people mm. in real time? Like it's fine. She was like, oh, she said it was allergies. You know, because that's the thing. Like somebody, you see somebody <sighs> like, and they're like, oh, it's just allergies. It's like, yeah, well, is, is it, it though? Is it? Yeah. You know, does that mean you get this like two or three times a if, month? You know, like right. what are you talking about here? Or is this like, oh, geez, I haven't felt like this in months. It's allergies. Mm-hmm. All right, that was me. Like I started getting like yeah. sick, sick, and yeah. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so so okay. Monday and Tuesday, these are the days where Mariel has work, and then class goes until like ten, and it's like, well. And she's like, what should I be doing? Should I be staying away from you guys? Like, should we care? She got a test. She got a PCR test today. And it's like, we'll probably know about that soon. And she's like, but the incubation on the blah, 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 blah is like three Mm -hmm. days now. And it's like, well, yeah. So like, probably everything's fine. But Uh, where are you on the the new booster? uh, We got hit with that um, a week, week or two ago. Okay, cool. Oh, so at you're least, good. yeah, at least two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. We got okay, right I haven't on gotten they, mine yet. So they 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 did it, and we got on. I got on, on them like the same day that they started nice. giving them out. Um, it's like so easy to get them now. They can't just like yeah. I was I was going to, and then I got sick. So now right. <laughs> I was like maybe I should wait. So mm-hmm. anyway, go on. So I mean, we're all set, and probably we're all set. But it's like yeah. it's actually basically the most convenient time if we were going to separate because at over these mm. two days, we almost don't see each other anyway. So the difference is going to be when she comes home, she's not going to talk to me and she's going to go straight up to bed and I'm going to mm-hmm. sleep in the guest room and then I'm going to take Aria to school tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess we're just going to roll with that for a while and and then after a, after a couple of days, it'll be like very clear. That we can, yeah. you can test, and then it's like, okay, well, if it wasn't going to happen, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. So, yeah, that's why I stopped after four tests because it, it kept getting worse. Like these are just the yeah. home tests, but and you it have kept getting worse. Of symptoms and you're getting negatives. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like it must just be a cold, right? This is just yep. life again, you know. And then yep. the next day, I woke up and I couldn't taste or smell, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is still a thing or not. And yeah. like you're okay, test number four. But <laughs> especially because of the baby and like because yeah. of all that stuff. But gotta do yeah, it. I'm, I'm I'm fine. We're good. Still taking some medicine. Gotta do it. I'm good. Yep. Anyway. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah. That would so. explain the large gap in notes this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes there's just not a lot of notes. It's fine. Um, and every week. And every week. <laughs> and like this is just. Uh, Unless like a bunch of stuff actually happens, we just end up with like with like this, like a discussion point and nothing else. So yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna tackle something here? Let's yeah. um, let's say our let's let us give thanks. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Yeah, it's weird. I'd never said that before. Yeah, <laughs> I was, that reminds me. Now that we record on Mondays, we don't have to worry about Thanksgiving falling into a weird time with oh, our yeah. record schedule. Yeah. So that's cool. Right. One more holiday out of the way. Get the fuck out, Suck Thanksgiving. It, calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. So this thing, this this most first of things is a pedal. Correct. And I think I think we're about to learn what it is. It's a star eater. It eats stars. I, I think yeah. that was a, you, I think this you is from didn't Doctor give Who. me a, a sound pump. 
Oh, I'm sorry, do you? I played the other thing and I thought that was oh, enough right, and I right. just failed. No, it's fine. I'm going to hit you with this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing it. A veritable classic. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. It's so, the Star Eater. It's the Star Eater. And it runs on nine volts. And who thought that you could eat stars for just nine volts? Well, and so can you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can too, starting at the low, low price of 179 USD. Download Correct. the manual now. Um, so this is an all analog super jumbo fuzz from Pigtronics. And I bought one because I saw some demos and I was like, Fuck off, this sounds really good. And <laughs> I was, so I, well, I, I bought one. This is my new thing. I just put stuff in my, um, look at that photo. Oh my God, it's Damn. so high resolution. <laughs> it's such a big have a great look. Yeah. It's got a great look. Um, I put it in my reverb watch list just as you can like save a search. <laughs> and then when one becomes available, it puts it in your feed. And yeah. okay. So I have that going for a lot of stuff, like things mm-hmm. I've been looking for for many years, like one single guitars that have kind of gotten away uh, oh, from shops okay. around here. I kind of look for sometimes, and it's just it's a nice way to have reverb sort of always looking for things for you um, that you don't have to just attend all the time. So yeah. I put in the the Pigtronic Star Reader, thinking like someday these will start coming up used, and I'll see if I can scoop one up at a good price. Well, that happened. This pedal's like brand new, and I got it for super cheap. I don't need to go into the details on it, but I got it for a crazy good deal. <laughs> you don't get to know the cost. <laughs> it was, it's alarming how cheap it was. Uh-huh. Uh, should I say it? I don't, I don't know. care I feel if weird. you say it. I'm not trying to get you okay. to say it. All right. I think, no, right. I think it should be a secret. Fuck them. Okay. Fuck them? They what's don't this, get to know. This? Okay. I'll say it in the after show. How about that? I'll let you know in the after show. So anyway, right. it's a it's a it's a fuzz with big bigness and it eats stars. So it's got silicon or germanium diodes, and you can toggle those. Uh, you, there's a, like a rocker switch on the front that you can switch between, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. hunger controls the amount of fuzz and volume is volume. And right. then on a separate switch is contour, which engages the sweep control. And the contour rocker to either bump or scoop the mid range. So and then and then sweeping where that bumper scoop is, I guess, on the sweep yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, that sounds it, great. It does. It's like a killer feature set. Simple to use. It's not yep. too much. It's not too little. Uh, I think it sounds righteous, and I'm really, really, really glad I got it. Um, it's very small. It's surprisingly little, actually, and it's got that cool. Yeah, it's got that cool anodized case. Um, It sounds sounds wicked. So, um, get one. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Um, It's one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Usually, I think it's worth it. I have it here. So you so so you'd pay one hundred and seventy nine dollars for it now that you've paid much less than that. Um, I don't mean. I don't mean. I think so. I mean, you know. Yeah, like right, like um, like if I had gone to a shop and tried that's, it, right? That's that's the advice. Is is if can you if you can get this thing at MSRP, it's a deal. I think if you like fuzz, yeah, for sure. Like this is a must-have in a fuzz collection. I think I'm getting okay. more into fuzz lately. I also got the op amp big muff for like fifty bucks. Right. I didn't really talk about that because it's like pocket money, but. Um, 
It sounds like this. Anyway. <laughs> That's the big muff right there. You want to take that as a video clip and like put it on Instagram? Or something? I want it to be a YouTube short or something. Yeah, I'll do that. And let's just do a whole series. In fact, why aren't we doing a series of YouTube shorts that are pedal demos that are literally yeah. less than a second long? This They're is, just one, a single note. This is no fucking joke, a good idea. I'm in. I'll do it. I'm done with grad school in five weeks. Oh we'll start, we'll do it then. I'll have all this extra time. Anyway. It's going to be called nanosecond demos. Yeah. Oh my God. Sub, okay, sub sub seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I like mm. subseconds as a brand name. Subsecond demos. Yep. <laughs> SSD. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> SSD. Like we got to. There's something to be. <laughs> some joke to be made about like the speed of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. How quickly we get to the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a race to the end of the demo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that was really funny. Good for us. Yep, okay. Yep. All right. I like it. Okay. So the Star Eater. Anyway, it sounds like this. I have it set to the silicon mode right now. Um, fucking dare you! I'm I'm buzzing because <laughs> I fucking dare you. I'm playing you right my now. P90 guitar. There it is. <laughs> that was the Star Eater. That's okay. the Star Eater. The Star Eater from Pigtronics. Switch uh, it over to Germanium. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but for real though. So I've got the fuzz kind of at noon and the volume's just where it is. Um, it sounds like a... Does Discord hate this? I, it's hard to tell. I mean, it sounds like a pig made it. Is that what it's supposed okay. to sound like? A space pig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'll switch it over to geranium. Pretty subtle, I think. Yeah. Like you, you can tell in the room, and I can tell in my headphones. The, the playback but I know on, that... on YouTube is going to sound good. Okay. Um, I, bet, I bet. I bet the the differences are lost to us live right now, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now check this out. You bring it up to the neck pickup, and you go over like above the twelfth fret, and it starts doing weird the, octave stuff, like the weird Octavia thing. The tones. So turn this off. Adds all these extra like harmonic -y bits. So I think what what I, I just realized like in my head now like why why that happens with fuzz is I don't know why I've never thought of it. This is probably obvious to so many people, but like. It's because the the distortion and the squared offness of the wave is so severe, right? That you're, it's literally not even passing the fundamental anymore, is it? It's like yeah, it's only it's onto like that, that second harmonic, and which is an octave. Yeah. And boom, there you go. Your your primary tone becomes the octave. And it sounds great. I, yeah. I love that octave thing, but it's not an octave fuzz. It doesn't have right. that on a foot switch or anything. It just does it. And not all fuzzes do that. They don't all have that quality. Yeah. But I kind of discovered that. I was like, oh my God, that, yes. <laughs> this is a sound I've been kind of really after uh, you know, really, for a long time. It's very yeah. uh, it's smooth, right? Yeah. 
and you can with my bridge pickup. Totally awesome. It doesn't even sound like it's it's all that much gain too to to be achieving that effect, which is yes. So then I'll turn on the uh, contour, which will engage. I have it set to mid bump. Yeah, pretty, pretty bumpy. Scoop it. Scooped. <laughs> yeah. And we can like move that sweep. My pedal's actually on my board here on the floor, so. Yeah. Bump it what? again. I suck at guitar, guys. <laughs> Hold on. I my kiddo's calling me on the radio. Okay. Pause. I'm here, I'm here. He's back. Whoa. Hello. Welcome back. All anyway. Right. Sorry about that. Everything good? I'll probably clean some of that up. Yeah, she's just having trouble going to sleep. She scraped her knee and blah, blah, blah. Oh. So we'll cover up the knee. Hopefully that'll solve it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Check out the check out the Pigtronic Star Eater. Um, it's disgusting and I love it. Like that's all, all right. there is to it, you know? Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds good. Um. Matt's asking in the chat if we had a gift call for tonight, and we don't. And I think now, the since the gift right here is it should be dogs. It should be dogs, yeah. Just dogs, yeah, straight Just up. Just dogs. Um, we Shall we move to that now, then? Uh, is now the moment? Yeah. I don't see why not, right? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. It's time for Pedal Genie. You know what to do. The gifts is dogs, and I'm going to get to typing. And here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want. For one low monthly price, shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $22 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $47 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $77 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone, and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Outstanding. <laughs> oh my god. That like uh cake sculpture thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> oh boy. Crap. Well, hey, look, if you're not in our Discord server, you're missing out on the dog gifts, everybody. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Get with the program. <laughs> uh, Fun. All right. Good times. Um, there are, there oh. are no pedals tonight, though. No, it's not true. Oh, there's that. That's not not that's not true at all. Oh, that's right. I knew about this. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna call I, I do have a pedal. for that. 
I just didn't put it in the notes because I'm a dummy. Who was sick? Beep, 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 beep. All right. So it's at the Waza? Yes. I have the Boss DC2W Waza Craft Edition Dimension C. All right. Which is. It's, yeah, it's this. It's Dimension Squared. It is. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, so there's this thing called. Um, Holy crap, I'm forgetting the actual... Oh, the Rollin Dimension D. Yeah, the yeah, studio yeah. rack that, thing. That was, yeah. that was the uh, the actual rack unit from the 80s or something. And it basically does like a... It, it does like an oscillating time-shifting double to create yeah. sort of a stereo effect. So it's like a... It's chorus-like, but it's not yes. really a chorus. And it's it, it end up, ended up being very um, desirable sound. And I actually have I have like plug-in versions of that that I use regularly to fill it not 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 to be heard as stereo so much as like um guitar solos or a bit of lead vocal that isn't quite powerful mm-hmm. or popping enough. I will add a, just a little bit of this and mix it in just to, and I don't know. It's like it's like if you can hear it, it's not what I want, but if you can yeah. almost hear it, it's what I want. So it's so, so this is interesting. So the Dimension C was a pedal. Like they put that into the pedal format, right. the Boss Compact pedal size. And that was the Dimension C, and now they've wazified it, and it contains the circuits for the original um, Dimension C and the SDD320 or the Dimension D. So there's, they're both in here. Oh, the actual... Yeah, like that's oh. the thing about the Wazacraft stuff is like it it's, has the original and then like a new version. The or something. new version, yeah. Yeah, so like they took these two classic things and put them together. And there's no knobs or anything. Um, there's just four buttons with the, uh, like little LEDs in them. Mm-hmm. You can select up to two at a time. And they're oh, just yeah. increasing okay. intensities. They're just increasing intensities of the effect. So I don't have it going in stereo because I don't have equipment for that. But... It's still, I think you can still get the idea of what's happening here. It is, of course, chorus adjacent, flanger mm-hmm. adjacent. It's time-based right. delay effect. So um, I have some reverb on. And here's the dimension C. That's on setting one. Mm, yeah, it comes out very chorusy on guitar. Very chorusy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I just like crank that all the way to setting four, you can hear like yeah. there's a lot more warble to it. It's coming out sort of like a depth, but there, there, that, that's the thing. There's always something yeah. about it where it's not just increasing the depth. There's like some other yeah, parameters it's like, that are kind of changing or something. Almost like like mix maybe, but not really. Yeah. It's it's doing more than one thing at a time. Oh, and I do have it in the um, SDD three twenty mode. Okay. And you can hear it change when I when I switch the mode while I'm standing a chord. You can hear it like change the time, like the time yeah. gets warped a little. It's a little more, like, more modulation, more wow and flutter to it. So you can, like I said, you can choose up to two at a time just by pressing two buttons together or holding right. one and pushing Hold, the other one. down, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, this is two and three together. 
And it kind of causes some interesting cancellations, I think, in the modulation. Right, so there's probably like some times when the waveforms are going to line yeah. up kind of thing. Yeah. This is just number four. So if you're looking for something that's chorus, like a chorus pedal, but not really, um, I would totally encourage you to check out the Dimension C. It, it's a really different take on that kind of sound, but it is also the sound. Like it, it's everywhere. Right. Right. I mean, as as choruses go, like I I don't personally I don't want parameters. Like I never I never want to think about that stuff. Right? Yeah. You um, know, that's sort maybe, of freeing. Maybe some people do, but. For me, it's like you just want it to have a little bit of shimmer. And with this, there's sort of like, there's kind of an amount button-ish. Uh, yeah. But it's... Like, yeah, just it's if you want more, just turn present. it up more. That's the thing. It's always very present. That's, it's like absolutely not a mix because your whole signal feels like it's going through this. I don't feel like there's a yeah. dry alongside it, but it's there's something about the way it's being applied that's different than a regular chorus. Yeah, but you could leave, the, like on setting one, you could leave it almost like an always-on, even. It's subtle enough uh-huh. that it's not in your face, I think. Like, you could... Let me turn the reverb off, because there's some action in there. It's like right. the subtlest flanger. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it sounds wicked. Let's hear it with the fuzz. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was but it. it, it <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Can you it's push cool. all four buttons? Just up to two, right? Just up to two, yeah. I was trying, I thought you could do all four, but you can't. Um, Actually, let me flip this. So on the original unit, I think they were um, radio buttons. Yeah, so you can still only do um, so you'd be two doing at a time. you'd be doing sort of a mechanical trick to get them to latch more than one at a time. Yeah, these are which just is the eleven seventy six thing that Matt's talking about there. Yeah, so this is back on the the S mode, the standard mode. Now, don't forget the original Dimension C was based on the Dimension D, so which both of those circuits are in here. So it's an exercise in subtlety. <laughs> Very much so. But I think if you want a modulation pedal that's a little bit left of center, I think the Dimension C is is really the thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a super cool pedal, and, and it's the Wazacraft. So I don't know if this is true about the Wazacraft stuff, but everyone that I've tried just feels a little better than a regular Boss pedal, even though regular I mean, Boss pedals are still <laughs> fucking indestructible. Like it's still, it just has a little more premium thing to it. I it, I could just be making that up. It could be a whole confirmation <laughs> bias thing because I always. Like I'm, oh, the Wazacraft, like that's the right. nice one. You know? It's the impression you're getting because of that label. I mean, look at that motherfucker. It's got the silver screw too, which is like Ooh. such a nice thing. A metal <laughs> screw instead of the plastic thing. And it's just this little extra upgrade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
I, I'm happy with this thing. I have added it to my watch list on Reverb because <laughs> I'm think? waiting for one to come. come <laughs> what do we think about? Uh, what do we think about how this this requires a, a only a Boss PSA adapter? No other power I mean, is good enough. I don't know what to tell you. You're not hearing it on Boss power. <laughs> you oh violated the terms of the agreement. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the DC2W. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's cool. It's cool. I haven't um, set up a demo yet. I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that because things yeah. are crazy over here. But um, I'll figure out a time and I'll let everybody know. Justin sipping his right drink on. triumphantly. So, yeah. <laughs> Celebratory sip. Um, uh, it's also a little right. more expensive than I think. I was expecting. Let's see. I think it's like two twenty-five, which which is um, it's that's a, kind of a lot of money for a boss pedal, and certainly is. for something that's chorus-like, which makes me think a little more happening under there, under the hood there. But um, yeah, this website, this find to, a dealer nonsense that they're sending me on. You'll get it faster. I'll get it faster. Let's see. From Sweetwater, it's two eighty-nine. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Whoa. I would not, not pay chance. that much money. Not a chance Sorry. it's worth that. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it's stereo, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. It's, it's, it's a big ask. That's a lot. Um, I've, I'm seeing them used on Reverb for like still over 200, but 210, 220. Mm-hmm. That's a lot still, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get lucky one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, thanks, Pedal Genie, for sponsoring the Tone Control and sending cool pedals like the Boss Dimension uh, Dimension C. Good job. <sighs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, next thing, let's <coughs> let's do this. Let's come back at us with a sound here. We're gonna. What are we gonna do? I'm gonna do. Uh, wow, I have a bunch of these repeated on here. I'm just realizing Uh-oh. now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play the Starlight again. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so what happens when you don't have stuff to talk about on a podcast, but you have a Discord server? You you say to people, "Hey, what should we do on the podcast?" And as much as I'd love to yeah. live design a new merch, I don't think that would go over very well for the audio listeners. Well, <laughs> I also think forty-five minutes on cables is pretty dull. <laughs> 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 Talk about the logistical workings of shaping an entire rig from scratch. Wow. Yeah. This is from Eric. He continues. Yeah. For, he for continues. either home use, recording, gigs, what a board would realistically have to look like, pedal choice is mostly a personal preference, but most will have the same ingredients. Real amp, amp sim of some kind, how portable do you want it to be, etc. I think mm. this is a good question. And yeah. um I've kind of thought about a similar thing now and then. Um, I now, in my collection now, I have like a lot of solutions available to me, so I'm probably not like that. That's not the answer here, though. Yeah, is to are, just like buy a bunch of stuff. To, are you needing to rigify them ever? <laughs> me, no, not right Either, now. Right, but, which um, is sort of what yeah. came to mind for me. 
Because that's the thing. So, like, I, I also don't. I also don't really have that. Like, in fact, I kind of took everything apart a long yeah, time you ago don't have because a because being separated is much easier for me to work with stuff. When I need something, it's like I pull out an individual pedal or plug into yeah. one of those. You know, like I I have uh, like three pedal boards basically. I have two of the same size and then one like really tiny one, yeah. and one of them stays largely the same. And it's the board that I say. If I was going to be, in, if somebody called me to be in a band tomorrow, this is the board I would take. It's just the one that feels like the most baseline me kind of thing. Okay. And the other one was I have enough pedals in a collection that I could make another board. So let's do that. Got a board Jeep and did that. Okay. But now, yeah. like, it's now it's turned into like, I just have these boards and I like tinkering with the different combinations of the gear I have. Uh huh. And like different layouts of things, and like, oh, I wonder what the Foxcatcher sounds like with the Nobles, and something that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have done otherwise. And it's just like a Saturday afternoon, change some strings, make a pedal board, like hanging out, yeah. little just med- meditative thing. So, I think though, for me, um, shaping an entire rig from scratch really does depend on what your use is, whether it's home yeah. recording only or gigs. So that's if the first question. If yeah, and then and then you end up with a a lot of personal preference stuff too, right? Like cuz mm-hmm. if it's home, it's like it should be a helix and what how big of one do you want? You know what I mean? Right? Except not But is that not also the answer for gigs? <laughs> you read ahead in my <laughs> in my internal script here. Um but that's yeah, so, I, so so but that's not everybody's preference. Sure. And there's you know, and I'm I'm not gonna talk talk ill of that. Um, it's funny, like this this concept of you know being true analog uh, came up again recently in something that we didn't talk about on the show, um, mm-hmm. and it just reaffirmed to me how like it was like it was said, and I I thought I was like okay, all right, I mean that's fine, like, but to me it's like a reminder that oh. Like it was said as in the context of this has inherent value. Being true mm. analog has inherent value. And it's like that's a little bit like currency, right? It uh-huh, yeah. it only has value because we all we if we all does. agree it does. And the moment one of us doesn't agree it does, then the whole equation is off. So it's like for so for somebody like I I want these things to be real analog. I mean, I, I I don't think you have a reliability issue anymore. I don't think you have a sound issue anymore. And in fact, in many cases, quite the opposite, where that's ends up being mm-hmm. advantageous for reliability and advantageous for portability, obviously. That's always been true. And then so, and, and so on. So Right. Right. I think um I don't know. I, I think the first question is really like where you're playing, I think. Because if it's home, that's a totally different scenario than needing to be at like a stage volume, right? Like, so at yeah. home, I play my rev at four watts because it's at home. And that's enough of watts. <laughs> it's enough. It's very loud. <laughs> when no one else is home, I sometimes play it at 20 watts. And it does, it's a very different thing. Yeah. It's cool. It's super loud, but it behaves really differently. Um, I think, do you want a rig that does all of this? 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Matt, so Matt says, I want an all analog studio because I want to have gear problems. Yeah. You know, I was, um, last last weekend, I, I did a gig at, um, at a studio with... Well, it's not an all analog. It isn't even an all analog studio, but there's a there's a bunch of rack stuff there that I don't have here because I got rid of all my rack stuff. So I go in there and you know, the meter on the 1176 is like it's like a Fonzie situation. You try to <laughs> yeah. and, and I honestly yeah. like I I I don't want to say I need the meter to use an 1176 like I should be using my ears. But at the same time, like if I can't see the meter and there's a whole band going, like there's a band, yeah. a three-piece band going live off the floor. You know what? I just pulled the patches. I started messing with it and I couldn't get the meter to reliably stay on. And I was like, uh, is there another problem that I'm not hearing in this that I don't know about? So I just pulled <laughs> yeah. the plugs and was like, you know what? We're not using compressors today. <laughs> and it was fine, obviously. Like, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, gear problems, you know, and not that computers yeah. don't have problems too from time to time, but like, there's just, um, it's the physical nature of them. It's that you don't just turn it off and on again when it's, you know, when it's a potentiometer yeah. or, yeah. or okay, a, a so, VU meter or something that's starting to go funny. Right. So here's the thing. Like I used to have my Vox AC30 and it was in a road case and it would have to lay down in my car to travel and stuff like that. And just up and down stairs and like yeah. through bumpy doorways and like grubby alleyways and stuff like that. And that's a lot of wear and tear on tube sockets, on like all kinds of, all the whole guts of your amp, right? And someday I turned it on and my reverb didn't work, right? That's the kind of yeah. shit that sucks. And I can't just like jiggle the handle and like get it to happen because it broke a wire, right? I have to yeah. like take it apart and fix it. So yeah, a Helix isn't going to do that. You know, you put it in your backpack and you, you go to the gig. But so I think home recording, live, whatever, uh, is the, the question is, do you want one thing that does all of those? Or do yeah. you want separate things? Or are you only doing one of those things? Honestly, this this is not the answer anybody wants. And we alluded to this at the beginning. Something like a Helix checks all the boxes and is yep. reliable. So I don't I know that's not really the spirit of the conversation. <laughs> but so here's what we, I would do. If we just set that on the table and then move to the other side of the table and continue talking. Right. The right answer is over here. But like <laughs> let's talk about the wrong answer. It, no, I'm it's kidding. A, let's, let's it's talk a about, right answer, but it's not yeah. it's not the only answer and it's okay. So how do we approach it other other than that? Um, from scratch. From scratch, I so would th- say. So, so do you start at the top or do you start at the bottom? Uh, uh, and I would start you with can the decide amp. which is which. Okay, so that—that's <laughs> the way I think of that as the top. The okay. amp is the because that's because your guitar doesn't my- matter in this ring. So, like, it's just get a, your guitar right. Like the the type of guitar oh, okay. is irrelevant you're not, here. You're not telling a joke just now. Uh, well, the type kind of. of. Is, <laughs> who gives it's, a shit I about think, guitars? Am I right, guys? Yeah, like, just like get a bunch of pedals and make a bunch of noise. I think, yeah, I would start with an amp. That that's where I, I, would I think go. of that. Too, I think of it that way too, because that's the end of the signal chain. So that's yeah, why. That's why I thought it was the bottom. And it determines, like the foundation. It determines yeah. the loudness, just the sheer volume that you're pushing out, and that is what we talk about when we say like home use versus gigs. Yeah. So and a lot I of think it makes volume. it makes some other choices for you too, because if that amp, if that amp is a is a JCM two thousand. Mm-hmm. Then you probably don't also have a distortion pedal, or if you do, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a 
tube screamer or something, it's like an additional drive. A boost, yeah. Yeah, it's a boost or something, right? So it changes something else a further down the line choice. Yeah. So I would get an amp that has power scaling for sure yeah. because yeah. it can do both. Like this is the thing, it can fit a lot of a lot of oomph. And that's something into we never thought presence. about when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. Did it even well, exist? Right. I, Probably didn't. Uh, I don't know. It existed by putting different tubes in your amp. Like I remember we put that. Oh, um, yeah. I've done that. We put stuff. that AT7 or whatever into my Fender amp just to quiet it down because it was so fucking loud. Oh, that, was a, <laughs> that, was in the, that was a preamp stage too. That wasn't yeah. even volume. It was like actually the, the, the usable range of gain was like one degree <laughs> yeah. on that potentiometer. <laughs> it, and that was the spot. And then we put this, we put a, an underpowered tube in the first stage and and suddenly that was this wide <laughs> and it was yeah, like okay yeah. there we go um, there we go much more I, usable uh, uh, on the other side of it like um like this is a 6L6 amp and you can put it has in it 5881s um which are mm. sort of the opposite they have sort of a sharper power curve that levels off at the top like it's more nonlinear whereas 6L6 yeah. is more it's not a straight line but it's more of a straight line um, and then um, you can that has two rectifier sockets, and they're in uh, parallel, so you can use one. So there's one rectifier tube in there to make it mm. spongier. So I could like tighten up the power cool. in it by ma- making giving it a more powerful rectifier, uh, just by adding that that second tube. Yeah. Uh, there was a an Ampeg V4 that I had, and you would that those it had four tube sockets, but they were wired for inside pair and outside pair. And if you pulled two of them, you just ran it at half power. But it was That's yeah, there's power scaling. <laughs> but the power scaling on that was 50 watts or 100 watts. Yeah. Yeah, and my That's rev not, on the desk here does 4 do. or 20. <laughs> yeah. You know. And, and some of them you've you you can see them go down to half watt even. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I would definitely okay. look at an amp that had power scaling. That would be like big yeah. on my shopping list because I can't be band practice loud at home. Yeah. Just I, I just can't. And I, I don't think, think many I can. Would, I still think I would want channel switching. I would want like a drive channel in the amp. Okay. And that's sort of an old that's sort of an old thing, I think, by today's standards, right? Like Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think oh. it's just a preference. I mean, my this my rev the D twenty is a single channel amp. Yeah. But they make a dual channel version. I just I don't know. I I like doing the pedal thing. I've always looked at my yeah. amps as more of like the the constant thing in my gear mm-hmm. collection. That is like it, it is the thing I apply all of their sounds to, and I could really rely on the amp always being yeah. the same. So, you know, I that, say that, but like turn, I never, I never had anything like that. But I think, you know, I have these, I have this crazy tube pedal that was yeah. extremely heavy and required specialized power and stuff. And the more I think about it, like that's great, but it was because I had a I had single channel clean amps. Um, right. It I I kind of think it'd be better to do it the other way. Um, mm. If I had it, if I could just do it out of anything, right? If I wasn't just like going to the reaching in my own pocket about it. Um, right. Right. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. get something that had a drive channel that I liked. Yeah, like a switchable foot switchable channel. Right. Exactly. I would totally look into that, but I love my overdrive pedals a lot. Yeah. So I also right. probably and so like, and, and those are reasonable pedals, right? That run on yeah. a reasonable power supply. So Right. I don't think weigh also, literally five pounds. Yeah. And the, then like the cabinet 
situation with an amp, whatever it may be, combo yeah. or otherwise, that's got a lot to do with how loud you're being as well. And yeah, you know, like like four watts through a four twelve is not the same as four watts through a one twelve. <laughs> no, one of those so is wrong. I, yeah, <laughs> but um, so I don't. I think my thing personally, my thing is the rig that can kind of do it all or do most of the things I need it to pretty well. Like I don't need a wall of Marshall cabs yeah. for live, and that's the only thing it can do. That just feels like a waste of space and money and time and yeah, all that yeah. shit. So I had a, a half stack phase, and then it was like, you know what? I actually don't want to carry this around. And but and I, yeah. I think like it, it really doesn't that that. And that was like, oh, let's start pulling a pair of tubes. You know, let's drop this thing. Let's get something that's more in the more in the forty watt range, like this. Or less. Right. I don't know what that. I don't know what the red one is out. You'd have to measure it. It's probably like yeah. fifteen or eighteen or something. That's um, the thing that like medium wattage thing has yeah. become. I think kind of more common, more popular. Like twenty to forty, fifteen mm-hmm. even to forty is like such a more usable range of wattage. I think than I think like these hundred watt marshals. Keeping up too. That's true. Because yeah. um, you know when I was first when I was in high school. We would do shows where there wasn't, you know, nothing was in the PA except the vocal, and you couldn't hear it very well. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. And that that tech, you know, Class D amplifiers happen, powered speakers start to happen, and stuff. And by the time by the time I was like sort of getting out of playing out at all, uh, you know, everywhere had it started getting really sound. good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the best shows we ever played in Delaney the sound guy came up and he was like, I need you to get as quiet as you can on this stage and still have it sound like you. Yeah. Right. Like the quieter, the better. And, and you it were sounded like, fucking Helix. awesome. <laughs> this was pre-Helix for me, oh, but it okay. was like, yeah, it was, it sounded yeah. great. Like the monitor mix was perfect. Stage wasn't like brutally loud. It was, anyway. So yeah, that's my, my checkbox power scaling app. Mm-hmm. Um, I would personally go with a clean app and then a pedal board. Like overdrive pedals and stuff. You, you and probably and should. I probably should um, because all of the channel switching amps that I'm thinking about are probably too big. They're probably bigger than what we're ta- what we're landing on here. You well, know, when you Rev down makes to a tw- They make a 20 yeah. watt switchable okay. part, like partner to the D20. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not just like shilling Rev here, but I am. <laughs> so there's that. But uh, okay. So then a pedal board. I think it would depend on the kind of band I was going to be in. Yeah. If I was going to be doing covers, and if those covers, if it mattered to the band that the tones were super accurate to the original songs, that would determine do a lot. Do cover bands care about that? I don't know. Sometimes they do. <laughs> I, I just, right I'm just in. saying. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, for me, it would probably be like two overdrives, a delay pedal. I like delays with presets. I just like having yeah. lots of delays available. So a preset delay pedal. Um, a reverb probably, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of modulations. And like, I don't, I say that like not needing this or that modulation. I need one that's like swirly, swoopy, psychedelic, weird, and one that's like sparkly, crispy, clean tone. And that's kind of it. So it could be, oh, uh, okay. So you know have what I mean? two separate things. Yeah. And my stance on that has changed to this kind of in recent history. So, yeah. Like the Dimension C or a chorus, 
Or not, not a specific that, that type. That covers, if it needs to sound a little spacey, this is what it is. Or is that the little, clean yeah, one? No, crisp, that one? That's like see, the clean one. Ah, that's the crisper. Okay, yeah. All right. And so right. for me, like phaser is usually the preferred choice for like, let's get weird and, you know, hippy-dippy, mm-hmm. whatever. Just because, I don't know, I've always just preferred the phaser to other time-based modulations and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know, a tuner, I guess. <laughs> like that's kind of it, right? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. And, and even when yeah. I'm running my Helix stuff, that's what I'm running. Like a, a, a tremolo, right? Some other kind of modulation. Sure. Uh, I'm not so doing a wah anymore. On, so, so you have a rig that's that's a this smallish amp, uh, power scaling and pedals, and you're not going to put a multi effects in there. Like you're not going to put the. You know what I mean? Do you go for the H9 or or one of these things and just call it a day? In, in as the only thing. That's your. That's no. Well, that's all your. Or modulations. all the mods you mean. Maybe I mean that's so the other rig I have, which is the HX Stomp thing, which is this like hybrid setup that I have that it can Where go it's into front of, of the house. Yeah. yeah, like I I don't have any mods on that board because the Helix right. does it all. Yeah, and, and no reverbs because the Helix does it all. Um, but I get my delays and my overdrives from other things. So. Yeah, I think I would not want to have a bunch of like delays and reverbs and stuff because I I often don't care for that sort of thing and like trying to figure out oh which pedal should I buy that like meets my needs and I'm happy with it is yeah. a sort of a nightmare. So for me it's like, well, I want to occasionally be able to make a crazy sound. Well, now I feel simultaneously limited and overwhelmed by choices. So maybe I would just go, mm. okay, let's just get Let's just get an HX stomp or a H9 or some little thing that is a it it makes all the sounds and then be done with it in that sense. Right. It'd probably be like HX stomp. I, I don't really dig the the interface of a H9. Of an H9, it me either. Um, but like with an HX stomp or something adjacent to that, like you could end up with like a, this foot switch is my crazy button. Right when I push yeah. this, things go crazy, and that's dialed in in your set. Right. So, and there's so many backup features for stuff, something like that too. So, yeah, that's the big sell. Like, I know it is. the it answer is. is not not Helix for people a lot of the time, but like that's the big sell. I run my HX Stomp into the front of my D20, just doing effects, just doing more pedals because yep. more pedals, right? Yep. And, and you then can if make my, it a recording interface, and it's just well, it's and, so okay, many so you fucking get to boxes the gig. are ticked. You get to the gig and your friggin' fuse blew out on the amp or something, or right? Like you drop yeah. it and a tube breaks, like whatever. Just pick, take your pick. Yeah. Just go direct. Right? Plug in the HX stop and pull up an amp and a cab and you're done. So you can go headphone out of that thing, right? It's, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of power scaling. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever those pedals are, like, the spirit of the question is like pedal choice is a personal preference. Like totally. I'm not saying like you should get this overdrive and that delay pedal because that, yeah. that shit does not matter. But I think it's just like, just find like, oh, you like this overdrive? Great. Use that. Get a, get a couple of these, one of those, and they're off to the races. And like that's sort <laughs> so of how going I... Into the, going in and out of the bakery. Just work your way through. You leave with yeah. what you needed. Um, um, okay, so touch. let's touch on cable cabling and stuff because for, for pedal boards... Um, do we still like the like the George L's and the lava cables, or are we so, going for like pre-cut patch cables that are that are like a they're all soldered? It's what what's going on um, with you? 
So so George L's um like those were those were the shit back in the day, right? It was like yeah. custom length and they were like secure connected and da 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 until they stop working and you have to re-snip <laughs> right. the end and like friends whatever. Don't let so, friends use solderless. Yeah, when I first heard yeah. about George L's, it was like, oh, like the super low capacitance cable. Um, I see all the benefits. Like the guy at the store, he's like, oh, it's like taking a blanket off your amp. And I really could, like I got rid of a bunch of cheap cables. I put all mm-hmm. this stuff in there and you really could hear the difference. Um, and then it's, a, and, and you're putting out. it in a situation, right, where you're not moving any of them. And But here's the thing. You're never actually not moving any of them. And they weren't, if they were soldered, then that amount of movement wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. But they're not, right? And they're, and so... And, and, I, and I also, like, I question myself, like, the low capacitance, but I'm also relying on basically a, a friction connection. Mm-hmm. And that thing was just threaded. Like, it could just wiggle loose. Right. And, I mean, every you know, every plug on your pedal board, every jack and plug in your pedal board is a friction connection. So it's not like I think those don't exist in your pedal board. It's just uh, well, now yeah. you've doubled them. <laughs> you've doubled yeah. all those points of failure, right? Where something is a, good point. is a little dirty or, or something like that. And yeah, so I had them for a long time and I did, I, I got into this like, I had a special wire cutter that was, um, it had curved mandibles, mm. like a, like, so it would cut a circular cable circularly like it wouldn't right it wouldn't squish it it. flat and then cut it it would no it would shear it but it was doing it it was like these things are it's still scissor action but they're curved so it doesn't squish one side of the cable anyway because that's important for something like george l's because there is a shield and then a core and then a a core wire and blah 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 Uh, but yeah they would all get funny and you have to with them and I got rid of all that crap. I got a bunch of little mm-hmm. like pancake jacks and soldered them myself, which is a major pain because those jacks are super pain to solder in. Mm-hmm. But I was like trying to keep my very small, like profile, the space between you know? your board, the, between right. your pedals. Yeah, which is the yeah, other I benefit. would definitely, definitely go soldered cables. Uh, just get like any good power supply on the market. Like, this yeah. is we're in this like golden age of. There's right. no bad gear, right? <laughs> Just go get like a pedal power two or some shit. I don't care. Get a the Strymon stuff or the I have the Walrus Audio one. It's great. The like, official it just, does it work? Boss one because that's the only <laughs> one you're allowed to use. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like that kind of stuff. It's you're good to go. <laughs> so, um, how portable do you want it to be? I think yeah. that implies gigs and and maybe going to a studio, but. Um, I don't know. The Helix backpack is pretty sweet. It's pretty fucking nerdy, but it is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Guy, I got. I got to tell you, I started rolling up to the gig with the backpack, the Helix backpack. Okay. Things in there, right? Yeah. I got my DI box. I got my in ears. I got just a whole battery of cables. Like I got everything. And like one you're, guitar. You're an Android, yeah. And I'm like. Sign me. Where do I plug in? Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> I'll set up in eight seconds. <laughs> Who wants this XLR cable? Pretty much. And I do have you all want that it? shit. Do you want it? I was doing that. I was doing the in ear with the click track and the backing yep. tracks and all that shit in shit. one bag. Yep. Amazing. The best. The best. Anyway, portable. I think that's important. I don't like making a lot of trips to my car. And then a and then a forced software update bricked your machine and sent you back to the Stone Age. Ah, if only I had a tube amp. Oh, no. 
That's how they get you. Damn <laughs> you, cathodes! Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen, though. Does it? No. No. But um, not, not more than anything else. Uh, nope. Cables. Uh, curly cables, right? Like this? Like my headphones? Yeah, I got mine. Yep. No, curly cables for your guitar. Those are heavy. I had one for a while. I know you like, did. That was like my main thing <laughs> for a minute. Um, they weigh a lot. And do you know why? It's because there is... Because they're twice as long as every other cable. cable in there. And they got to make it pretty high gauge because all that... Ca- like, the, it's way longer than it looks like. So it's just... It's just swallowing. It's like... It's like... It's like putting its whole mouth yeah. over your sound <laughs> and swallowing the whole thing in one big gulp. And um, and that's fine. Like, I don't care to a certain extent. Like, it, you're, you're yeah. shaping, you know, you're adjusting your amp to the room and stuff anyway. So it's like, unless I'm auditioning Dude. my cables yeah. in every room I play a gig in, I, I don't <laughs> care. It's like, pick your cables and get there. But like you were saying earlier, um, one should not disbelieve the... Uh, electrical reality that is capacitance. Yes, yes. If you are <laughs> the not, type of person that shows up to a gig and is like, oh no, my bass knob got moved in the car. Bro? Uh, yeah, like, don't touch my, <laughs> like the don't touch my amp settings, don't touch my amp knobs yeah. guy. Like, if you're in, if you, you're not in the middle of a song, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are revealing to the room that you don't know what the fuck you're doing because apparently yeah. that is some precious mystery that you know. Yeah, bro, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I turn this three band EQ on my amp every day. Yeah, yeah, because because I, I pick up a not, different guitar, I turn it. It's not for like, and I don't know, scratch a little thing into your perfect spot in your practice space. That's fine. That's fine. Right? Yeah. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Spaces are weird, especially if one that you're always at. If it's one and, and not having to think about it or fuss with it is great. But guess what? Every time you bring it into a different room, you actually should fuss with it. So don't don't be like that. Um, I, I got rid of that curly cable. Actually, I might still have it somewhere, but I stopped using it because, yeah, um, it actually does. I Once I used it for a while and I took it out, it was like one of those moments where I had like three pedals on the board that I hadn't turned on in six months. And I was like, you know, mm. what if I just take these out? And it's like, oh, shit, my guitar sounds better now because it's just yeah. all, that, all that stuff and all those cables. Junk, and stuff. yeah. So it those was like pesky that. Cables. It was like I swapped it out for a regular cable and I was like, oh, man, this is so light. And sounds better. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. You know, because I like the, you know, I learned, I wanted something weird looking. So anyway, whatever. I got so a little the, a little groovy. Yeah, a little groovy. So anyway, that's that's basically I my know, story. Um, a lot of folks in our Discord community enjoy rattlesnake cables, which here, pull them up. I'll give them a little plug, I guess. Um, these are handmade cables in uh, Montana. And they Montana, use Montana, that's in America. Yeah. They use the good connectors, they use the good cable, they use like all the good shit they and they're they're shrink. making them. Yep. Nitrix. And then you can Nitrix, you can get them like with a woven jacket around them that's like nice and slippy, which is cool uh. on stage so they don't get stuck on things like drum legs. It's a thing that I like. Oh, so you're talking about like the like a braided uh Casement yeah. for the case, yeah. right? Yeah, they do. They do kind of like it's it's that texture, right? Like it, it doesn't kink have, in the same um, way. 
Cables. We're going to view them. These cables I use at home, these are just actually from Reverb.com. They're braided. They're like a fabric braided on the outside. And I like these a lot too because they just feel a little tougher. And on stage, like I said, they don't get stuck on corners. Like you can just zip them around stuff when you're packing up. Yeah, yeah. The rubbery, you know, cable exterior on Uh most other cables would get stuck on things like drum legs, drum feet, and I'd have to like go move a bunch of shit around. Anyway, so. So. Yeah. What is what is the the rattlesnake instrument cable here? What is this? So the little, instrument cable. What is this has, little business? Yeah, so like that's where it would have the braid, and then he strips back the braid. So that's where you plug your instrument in. So it's just oh, bare cable there. Okay, so they're they're sort of they're not the continuing because you want the braid on yeah. the other side. Okay, because the braid makes the cable fairly stiff, like it's yeah. heavy, and it makes it. Um, like want to take like kind of a bigger curve, you know? So mm-hmm. to loop it through a strap and then plug it into like a strat jack or something would make it kink a little bit weird or it'd be like a big loop and that'd be weird. So yeah. he's got this option where you can you can see it there with the color difference. It's a little easier to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can choose which end. Because of course, because the braid doesn't go all the way to one end, you're going to need to tell it which one has the right angle. Yep. Right? Or is this one straight, you know? And we could... We throw gold on there. Look, now I got gold on one end. Yeah. Look at that. So next time I need cables, I'm going to go to Rattlesnake probably. And I've heard nothing but great things about them. They do speaker cables. They do um, the whole thing. Here's patch cables. Patch cables. Looks like there's a bank of utility items as well. Yeah, this is nice. Oh, look, the pancake uh, jacks that somebody else soldered instead of me. Outstanding. (laughs) Yep. Outstanding. Uh, let's see. What do I want to look at here? I want to look at their like, dude. I've still got. I utilities. still have like a, a bucket of patch cables in the house. Just as I collect them over the years, it's shit. Like when you're at the guitar store and there's a bucket of them at the register, and you're like, oh shoot, I need it. I mean, one of my patch cables died. I'll just grab one of these. Mm-hmm. I've got a whole mess of those. I know they should go, but I've got some. And and yeah, I just I don't know. Got to fix that stuff. Oh, look at this. Okay, so he's he's got. He's got a line buffer. He's got this a uh, uh, probe, audio probe. Audio probe. So you can plug it's your. Got gu- it's got a guitar jack and then leads. <laughs> so you can like the idea is diagnosing like a, a a pedal board. Something's wrong with this pedal board. Well, I plug my guitar into this, and then I just start touching the leads to every jack and figure out what's the point oh. where I can hear my guitar. That's the one that's the one right before that is the one that's broken. Very good. Right? That's cool. Very good. All right. TRS splitter, so splitter in a box instead of having to have Y cables. Cool. Oh, um, that's nice. That would be good. Yeah. Four by four junctions. What is this? Just a junction box. Uh, you need a longer cable, but not all the time. Junction box. Boom. It's just two females. Headphone splitter. What is this? Nineteen ninety-five. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Get this guy off my. Oh no! Now he wants my mailing list. All right, it's gotta. It's gotta end. <laughs> so anyway, I think when we talk Headphone about like glitter, is this is this the whole bit like you trying to talk about cables for forty-five minutes? <laughs> yeah. Is that was that not the, yeah. not clear? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I'm um, done. I'm done. I'm finished. We can wrap this. Yeah. Yeah. How portable do you want it to be? Portable enough to move it. Here's the pro tip, guys. 
Anything is portable if you pick it up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, all that's left then is for us to thank our our lovely patrons. And <laughs> uh, so if, what should you do? What should you do if you like the show? You should give us a rating and a review. And if you don't like the show, uh, don't, don't review even, it. Don't, don't just... review it. What, do you, what did you think nobody, I was going to say? Nobody cares what you have to say. I'm like, honestly, if you were like an hour into this and you're deciding now you didn't like it, Man, come on. You didn't taste it. I got news for you. You you finished the whole pizza and then called the place up. Like, this shit had the wrong pepperoni on it, man, and I want my money back. No, that's not the way this works. (laughs) Fuck you. You liked it enough to listen to it for an hour. (laughs) Boy, I'm really chasing myself up a tree here. So anyway, go to discord.io slash tone control, and you can find our Discord server where there's a bunch of fun stuff. (laughs) What if it tasted good but gave you the runs? I I don't think you can return a pizza for that. More on that next well. episode. We're going to circle back to this because we've gone on too long. So uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the tone control. And um, we'll thank you very deeply. And there are lots of different tiers of, of membership there that get different benefits. Oh, and by the way, I promise I will actually get up the... Um, I'm supposed to have discount codes for many of the people in there for merch. And oh, we yes. are, we are, I'm, I really want to work out a new merch design that isn't just the plain logo, which we have the plain logo stuff on everything. So we're going to do something. Um, I don't know when we'll, you know, we'll figure out some, some cool idea to do there. Feel free to suggest something in discord. Um, but I will also get, I would love to crowdsource the merch design. Yeah. I would love to know what people want. Like not only like what, what sort of item items it would look good on, but, you know, just what besides just the logo is cool. So we we, we yeah. want to branch out into things. So anyway, patreon.com slash the tone control. You can you can check it out and uh, become a supporter for as little as a dollar a month. So we appreciate it very much. And we do cool things with it, like the giveaways that we've done recently and um, yeah. massive donations to good causes. So Yeah, and um, Justin and I are low-key planning a very cool giveaway for our 10-year anniversary next year. So... All right. So get in there on the ground floor. You got time. You got time. So thanks. This episode goes to Nick Greenwood, Carson Ricketts, Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Doug King, Big Daddy Doug, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Keith P. Hill, (laughs) Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, Mako Guitars, Andrew Walsh of Andrew's Alcove, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, and Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects. Thank you all very, very much, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>